Hey folks, Tony Dabrowski here. Just a heads up, there's some not safe language in this Bacon Wire podcast. Enjoy. Two. Thanks, SpartanDog97. When I'm not punishing Lucas for lying to me, I'm SpartanDog97. Uh, Lucas is here. Carter is here too. Uh, we're throwing it back for the opening minutes of the pod because Lucas promised me a fucking Spider-Man trailer yesterday, and I have yet to receive a Spider-Man trailer. So uh, throwback to around the horn when someone would get muted for being a dumbass. That's essentially what we did to Lucas for the opening minutes of this pod. Uh, Carter, MSU football is no longer undefeated, and it doesn't feel great. It doesn't. It kind of sucks. But I also got over it pretty quickly Um, because I, I, I do subscribe to the theory of like, if you had told me back in August that we'd be eight and one and control our destiny to go to the college football playoff, I think you're insane. And I'd ask you for some of whatever you're smoking. So it did suck. The game sucked. I have to tell you the game sucked. Um, I watched it sporadically because I was working. Um, But I know that our defensive backs did a very poor job against David Bell and all of the, Purdue receivers and they continually did not get off the field on third down. So am I excusing the loss? Absolutely not. So here's, here's what I think is going to be a useful structure for today's podcast, because we, we have a, we have a fucking lot to talk about, like a lot. Uh, You know, I don't have many compliments for Saturday. I don't know about you. Uh, Lucas is shaking his head. No, uh, he should have shook his head no when I asked him where the Spider-Man trailer is at. He'd be able to speak right now. So I think we're just going to go right into uh, – we're going to break down the, the Purdue game a little bit, just kind of go over uh, what we went wrong. I'm going to gloat a little bit. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about basketball um, in the latter half. I think it would be fruitful if we just divided the show right in half. Uh, we did all our football stuff on the front end, and then on the back end we talked about – we talked about basketball because I do have, I do have quite a few thoughts on basketball too. I don't Carter. I know you're primarily a basketball, um, the average basketball enjoyer. So uh, we can, we can go into greater detail there. I just want to start with uh, a heartfelt. I told you so to anyone who was like, Oh, the bed don't break defense is is pretty good. Actually. Oh, it does what it's supposed to do. Yeah. You know, it holds opponents to field goals when they're inside the 20. But what happens when they score outside the fucking 20? They fucking score touchdowns. Tucker got up there and was like, oh, our defense is bend, don't break. Then what the fuck do you call it? What do you call it? What do you call giving opponents from zero to eight yards to do whatever the fuck they want? What do you call that besides bend don't break? Do you call that charity? It, it is is Tucker writing those is Tucker writing the yardages off on his tax returns? I don't get it. Just go to Ashiba and ask for more money, dude. Play like a be- break come up with a better defensive scheme. I went back, I went back last night and I watched the 2020 Michigan game and the 2020 Northwestern game because those are the only 2020 games uh, Andy H has on his YouTube channel because they were the only two wins. 
from last year, you know, Andy H isn't going to throw up the, uh, the Iowa game or the Ohio state game, contrary to popular belief, but even, even last year, when you could argue we had less talent than we have now, we were still playing a more aggressive form of defense. So I really don't, I, the, the Bendo break has come home to roost and we're in a stretch of the season now where if, if we let teams do this, I mean, we're in control of our destiny right now. And that's perhaps the only comment I have, uh, the only compliment I have from, from this weekend is we're still in control of our own destiny, but it's not going to be like that for very long. If we keep up the, if we keep up this bullshit defense, against Maryland this weekend and especially next weekend in Columbus. I mean, CJ Stroud is going to put us in a fucking pulp fiction gimp suit. If, if they keep, if we keep doing this shit. Carter's speaking. So Lucas, at this point, I will, um, I will lift your suspension. Thank you for being so generous, um, my good man. Uh, by the way, so I went to the game, as I mentioned last, uh, last week when we recorded. And, <clears throat> you know, like I want to give a shout out to Darian Harris for getting us the hookup. Um, that was pretty sick that he did that for us. I mean, row three. And, uh, of course, I was on TV, as uh, all of you guys saw when <laughs> – that I got the notifications that I was on TV. It's <laughs> pretty fucking cool. <laughs> um, that's the only highlight I have. But um, no, I want to be reimbursed for my gas mileage to to drive to that. Um, that was, it felt like one of those games like, yeah, we tied it at 21, but it was just like, fuck, man. We're, they're just going to drive right down the field and score. And that's what they did. Um. I, I have some issues with how the game was called. And I understand that like, you know, you're, you're down basically the entire game and you can't use Kenneth Walker to his full potential. But like, I got a little frustrated. They went away from him so much. He only had, I think six touches in the second half and he was averaging six yards a carry. I mean, he was probably and, and before Lucas, before we go any further, look, the officiating was questionable. Yeah. But that is not the reason we fucking lost this game. No. So being sitting there fucking jerking your little micro dick, uh, holding your dog's ashes, you fucking oh. bitch, crying Uh-oh. about the refs, fuck you. We're not blaming the refs for why we lost. All right? Oh, no. Oh, no. Well, the streak is over. Um. <laughs> You're not going to edit. Fuck you. You're not going to edit. I'm going to add like, you know, when they played a, a raunchy music, we had to be like, warning, this video contains graphic violence. <laughs> um, I said, I, you, you think the suspension is your only punishment. No, I have way more questionable shit. I'm going to say later in the, podcast. I know I'm, I'm prepared for that every week. I let you cook like a good host does. Um, I, I felt they went away from Walker too soon. Um, and yes, they were down pretty much the entire game. I understand that necessitates the need to pass, but um, you have a Heisman Trophy front runner who still had 136 yards. And a below and, average rush defense. Yeah, and a below average rush defense. And I don't know. I couldn't see it from where I was at in the field. Was it a fumble? 
it, it was it it was close. It was close. I mean, the it was it was called a fumble on the field. There well, wasn't just... gonna be there wasn't gonna be enough to overturn it. So okay. like um, it is it, but again, it that's it is right. what it is, right? Because right. I, just... I felt I felt like that was kind of a deflator. Like, you know, Purdue, like all it just kind of felt like in those moments, like when they got the ball, you went, okay, Purdue's just gonna dink and dunk down the field, and that's exactly what they did. Um and I just, you know, like I was going to say, you know, if you, you can bitch about refs, but when you give up 540 yards to a dude, um, you have no right to bitch about the refs, even if you lose by a point. Like you, like, I don't know how many stops they had. I think he was, they were what, 10 for 14 on third downs or something crazy. Like we, we could... let, we let Aiden O'Connell, a dude who looks like he belongs in the Revenge of the Nerds fraternity, torch <laughs> us for over 500 yards. I mean, yeah. what the fuck, Scotty? 40 of 54 for 536 yards. Only three touchdowns, which is crazy to think about. <laughs> only three touchdowns. Well, that's that bend, no break defense, Lucas. I mean. Yeah. I mean, we only held oh. them to like 57 rushing yards, too. So, like the rush defense was fine, but I mean, well, they, they just don't fucking run the ball. I mean, that's Purdue's no. thing. Purdue doesn't run the ball. So Purdue literally just said, okay, we're going to try to run every five or six plays. If that, but we're just going to dump the ball or we're just going to throw the ball down the field, beat us. And uh, nope, we couldn't fucking do it. I said this on the pod yesterday and I get it. It's not really feasible, but we would just be better off sending a, double teaming David Bell and just putting Xavier Henderson 17 <laughs> yards back playing the flats. Yeah. I mean, like what the fuck? Uh, so Purdue was 11 of 18 on third down, Woo. 61%. Woo. And we were, which, which is, which is 13. a D. So, you know, that's, that's good for, you know, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so good you know scotty good job scotty you held him to a d they could have been a c you know that uh you know that uh the meme where it's like a poorly drawn star and it says your did it <laughs> <laughs> that's how i feel about the, the i mean if you look at it time of possession is just insane i mean they had it for 10 more minutes um 22 more plays were ran and they only punted twice. They only punted two times. And we only punted four times, which isn't bad, but like, oh, um. And I'm Carter, sorry. one more, one more thing about your your comment about, you know, I saw a lot of a lot of like, oh, we weren't supposed to be here. Yeah. And like, you know, we're recalibrating expectations and all this shit. You know, no offense to you, Carter. Uh, oh, of course. But fuck that. I'm sorry. Fuck, yeah. fuck that. Right? Mm. We're not. I get it. At the beginning of the season, we weren't supposed to be in the college football playoff hunt. But guess what? We are now. We are. Mm-hmm. Right? The yeah. reality yeah. of the situation dictates different expectations. I don't believe in this. I don't believe in this positive outlook, rah, rah. Oh, you know, we're just lucky to be here, bullshit. No, we earned a spot here. And we fucked up. We should be pissed. We as fans should be pissed, especially someone like Lucas, 
who drove out of state to fucking be there and support MSU. I am MSU devotee, so I had to hold up my name, my end of the billing. Yeah, I mean, I saw you were big. You were big green out there in section in in row three. <laughs> big green. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like. I had a fun time, like, you know, but the thing that sucks is Purdue is a very tiny little campus. Like, there's only two lots that you can tailgate in around the stadium. Other than that, you have to, like, park and, like, just kind of find a spot and good luck. So we parked in a garage, but, like, you know, there's the vibe was there was a lot of MSU fans there. I'll give us credit. We showed up, but, like, that stadium is so tiny. It uh, Mitch's friend Mike said it reminded him of, like, a Texas – high school football stadium like it's very small and intimate compared to Spartan stadium like you felt it felt way smaller than our stadium for sure and obviously well, they it is. wanted they wanted to imitate the the cabin of Apollo 11 because you know Neil Armstrong <laughs> I don't know if you guys know that yeah so that's why the, that's why everything in Purdue is so that, small that was in their one of the pregame videos on the jumbotron was like Neil Armstrong and uh, the, the the space, all the astronauts that went to Purdue. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I don't have any. Okay, this is going to get some heat, but I, do you guys think Jay Johnson called an okay game? No, I think he felt. I think I think his first half was solid. Yeah. But turning away from Walker in the second half was fucking insane. I, I mean, I, that was he lost his mind there. I I'm sorry. I. Like there are a lot of Jay Johnson defenders and I'm probably harsher on Jay Johnson than I need to be at yeah. times, but the, the second half, he did not call a good half of football in the second half. I don't think anyone can argue, can argue me. There. I don't want to hear Jay Johnson masterclass unless we like beat Ohio state and it's his, and it's because of the offense. You know what I mean? Like if we cook up a great scheme. Well, it's going to need to be because of the offense. They're going to have to put up 70 points because of the defense. State. But the thing that really concerned me is that, you know, Jalen Naylor got hurt during the Michigan game and we had six days to try to plan without him because it made me realize how much we missed that guy because he stretches the field, makes it easier for Jade, for Jaden Reed, makes it easier for Trey Mosley to make plays. Trey Mosley did pretty well. I thought, I thought he was great. His best game of his career. Yeah, he was great on yeah. Saturday. And, you know, I want to see more of Connor Hayward. When he got the ball, he did shit with it. I was very impressed with him. He made some Mike pretty Chonk, Mike Chonk King was electric. Oh, he's a – damn, I was like 20 feet away from him. Big boy. And it was pretty cool being 20 feet away from Coach Tucker. I mean, I was – Mike Chonk, Mike Chonk, Mike Chonk boy. Mike Chonk boy, <laughs> Connor. Thick, thick boy. My uh, thick, my thick son. And, uh, you know, I really liked what I saw to Malik Carr, especially he was a good run blocker. And that 128-yard pass to bring them down the field before that that, that interception um, by Peyton Thorne was – I thought that was impressive. He, he gutted that out. I was very, very happy to see him in. And you know he, what I would like to see, Lucas? Sorry well, to cut you off, but – right. I would like to see a jumbo set with with Malik Carr and Connor Hayward both on the field. Mm, because I think size. I think Tyler Hunt he, Tyler Hunt is like the most average linebacker you could come up with. That's not a slight against Tyler Hunt. He does his job, right? 
<clears throat> but he doesn't like he's he's not like stand out at anything right and i think if you had malik carr who's a solid run blocker and can catch the ball a little bit and hayward who's who can catch anything basically and is just and has and still has that athleticism left over from before tucker locked him locked him in the chinese buffet in okamis and said don't come out until it's empty <laughs> it's <laughs> you know it's I think there I think there's something there to have that kind of jumbo offense where you have the extra protection to get Walker a little more space against some of the more stout defenses we're going to face as well as you can run passes out of it because you have two really good pass catchers who are also pretty good run blockers. So I think I would like to see a little more of that uh coming down coming down the stretch here especially if Naylor is going to continue to be out for an extended period of time. Yeah. My thing is, like, with our tight ends, some of the reason that we that some of our highly regarded tight ends don't see the field is because they can't block. But, like, who cares? Actually, that's, like, my whole thing is, like, who cares? If you can catch the ball, I don't care if you can block. Like, if you're if you're going to be in there blocking, it's probably because Kenneth Walker uh, is running the ball. And if Kenneth Walker's running the ball, you don't – He doesn't exactly, need many blockers. That's why you exactly, have Kenneth you Walker. You really need to do your job to the best of your ability with Kenneth Walker in the game. And I know that kind of sounds bad to say, but, I mean – like Trenton Gillison can't see the field because he can't block uh, Cam Allen, the freshman who we kind of wanted to see can't see the field because he can't block. Malik Carr wasn't a great blocker either, but he got some more run because he's a really good pass catcher. And he's also what, like six, five, 235 pounds. I mean, once you get that guy kind of locked in, uh, he's going to be a damn good player and we could utilize tight ends a little bit more. Cause correct me if I'm wrong, Connor Haywood's gone after this year. Uh, I think yes, he's done. I believe so. I believe he's yeah. done. I think he's done, but I saw that Mel Kuyper had him as uh, the fourth ranked like H back fullback, hmm. and and I hope that our friend uh, uh, Jedrick Wills will get to tweet um, Connor, Connor Hayward. Hayward highlights <laughs> because I think that he I think he's entirely capable of being a, a a good fullback in the NFL or like what he does at MSU he could do that in the NFL. I mean, he can catch, he can block really well. You can give it to him on fourth and one. You know, some some tone setters would like to see Connor Hayward on fourth and one. I mean, those are some things. Um, another thing on coaching, uh, I know we said that David Bell being the guy on offense, you should just have two guys on him at all time. Whoa, pause. <laughs> um, the same thing needed to be done with George Karlaftis because I'm pretty sure I saw that dude in the backfield instantly every single snap. It's like he fucking, so. it's like he fucking teleported. I mean, it's like, it's good. Yeah. I mean, he's a good, and like, if he can he's do that, huge. what the fuck is Ohio state's line going to do? And you know, we're pretty thin at O line right now. I mean, that's just the reality of the situation. Yeah. We don't know what's up with forced. Yeah. Um, I think another one of our guards was hurt. So. Yeah. I mean, we're at the point of the season now there we're, we're pretty, we're pretty scraped up. We're pretty banged up. And it's, it. you know, people got to step up. Hopefully, hopefully our, hopefully our good friend, Kevin Wingington gets a little shine here a little bit. Maybe he can get a little, maybe he can get a few, uh, get a few reps, but God damn, man. Like this was not fun. It's just a bummer. Poor effort. They came out I mean, that's, that's the thing that pissed me off the most is like, it didn't feel like a relentless effort. No, like, Tucker talked all week 
about if, you know, I'm not bringing people who aren't practicing, you know, who aren't practicing hard. It was our best week of practice ever. That is a curse when they say the best week of practice. Yeah, sitting up at the podium, reading off all the upsets Purdue's had. Just, and they looked, I mean, they looked, it looked like it was scripted. I mean, it was like, it. I mean, yeah, that's, no, that's the whole thing. It went it's exactly, like, it went exactly how Desmond predicted it on game day. Yeah, I mean, it, it I mean fucking, we talked about it, yeah. We they committed the most, they committed the most base cardinal sin you can commit. You made Desmond Howard look knowledgeable. You made him look like he Not knew good. what he was talking about. There were also a lot of dumb penalties, I think. One in specific was that Simeon Barrow targeting, where it was like textbook targeting. So you don't have one of your best linemen for the first half of next week. Yep. Is what it is. But it's just boneheaded. And that's kind of what we thought that Mel worked on not happening. But here we are. Uh, and I mean, I, I, I've cooled, I've cooled on the Scotty Hazleton thing. We can hold on the Scotty Hazleton thing. But it but if I don't see improvement, there needs to be changes to at least the the secondary staff. I'm I'm sorry. This isn't acceptable. You're <coughs> you're seventh in the nation with the Heisman candidate, and you literally have the worst defense, the worst passing defense in college football. You're literally 130th out of 130 eligible teams. That's what I was gonna say. We in the FBS subdivision. We were 127. You can't do that. You can't have that. For for a Big Ten Division One program, that's unacceptable. It's fucking embarrassing. To quote the coach from Letter Kenny, it's fucking embarrassing. Also, I don't think Maryland. No Letter, has the no Letter Kenny fan. No Letter Kenny fans in here. I tried watching I it. I haven't seen it. Also, I think Maryland doesn't have the worst passing offense in the league. I think Tagovailoa is a half-decent quarterback, and they also have Rakeem Jarrett, who was a five-star receiver, who I think is coming into his own. So that's going to be something you have to watch for. And then the following week, not to get too ahead of ourselves, we're going to see Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson and Jackson Smith and Jake Buck. We're going to see those. And it's just not going to be fun if you don't adjust to it. Joking. No, I mean, something needs to change. And, and if something – and if you and if you can't adjust, then – maybe you're not fit to be a coach or a coordinator at this level. If you can't figure out how to best utilize your talent and not look and not look completely outmatched, like you're a fucking D2 school who got paid two and a half million dollars to roll into Tuscaloosa and get your fucking asses kicked at 12 noon. So Saban can tune up for Auburn. Then you don't deserve to be a coach or a coordinator at this level. I'm sorry. I mean, I mean we, the special teams, the, the special teams is a Jaden Readaway from being a bigger embarrassment than the guy with the stripping monkey. I mean, what the fuck? How many procedural penalties has the special teams had this season? Fucking way more to count. I, if, I had a, if I had a nickel, I'd be able to pay for everyone's bar tab in East Lansing. It's fucking disgraceful. Yeah. Um, I was a little alarmed when, you know, they started coming out for warm-ups and Cog- Coglin was just walking around like he wasn't kicking. 
and we're just you know we're like oh fuck that's that's not a good sign because as much as we shit on him he does he can make really clutch kicks and he's automatic from pats and you know they <clears throat> we're watching that kid rusnick warm up he missed some pretty easy field goals and he did he missed a 43 yarder during the game but you know end up not really mattering much um I kind of want Rossell's fired. <laughs> no, I I do. I, you kind of? I do. That's not, not a strong good. enough. That's I mean, are you are you are you kind of what are you kind of dipping toes into making declarative statements because of the Spider-Man trailer or <laughs> I I want him fired and I said that after the game. I'm like this is this is I'm not trying to shit on a kid who got who came into a tough situation with a ton of pressure on him for an undefeated team number three in America, but to we go play the fucking have a better backup than that. Huh? To go play the fucking sport. We should just have a better plan. We yeah. should execute special teams better. Yeah. I mean, that's what, it, that's what it comes down to. We're not executing, right? Injuries happen. It's football. It's a violent sport. Human beings shouldn't be playing. Okay? But... We're on a giant floating rock that's either that's either gonna sink into an that's either gonna sink into the ocean or fucking burn in a wildfire. Who fucking cares? Fucking execute your fucking special teams plays. Make sure you're lined up correctly. If you can't do that, why are you a coach? Valid point. I mean, Bryce Barringer is out there by himself. He's been great this year, but and outside Bryce of that, Bryce Bryce Berenger and, and Jaden Reed are single-handedly keeping the special teams unit afloat. Without them, it would be a total fucking disaster, and we would have way more than one loss at this point. Yeah. Um, I'm just disappointed in that, and I'd like to have a conversation about um, Harlan Barnett and um, Travaris Tillman. The coaches of the secondary. Huh? You knew it needed to be done against against David Bell. And they didn't do it. And you and you left him in single man coverage in the first half. And what did he do? He smoked you. What do you come out with in the second half? The same thing. He continued to smoke you. Wide open constantly. Wide open. Nobody within five feet of him, I don't think. Well, that one where he just like stopped right at the uh, out-of-bounds marker and just completely sunned. I, I forget who who fell. I think it was Brantley. Yeah, Brantley. I think it was yeah, Chuck. Com- it was Chuck. Completely okay. just – that might have been where he hurt his shoulder, but um, or hurt even more, but, like, just completely sunned him and then, like, went another 20 yards down the field. That was just, like, a little microcosm of the defense the entire day, that, that picture of him, of Brantley falling and David Bell just sitting there. Um. I'm really, I'm, I think we're going to beat Maryland. I really do. But, um, <laughs> no, I don't, he's going to cook after last night. I don't think there's, I don't think there's any doubt. I don't think the Maryland game is, I don't think we're in danger versus Maryland. No, but we're, we'll be fine against Maryland. But, you know, next week we got to go up against three guys who are all better than David Bell. Yeah. And we're very, 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 and we're very, 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 very thin in the secondary, very banged up. So I don't know what Scotty Hazleton is going to do, but now you got to nut up. Yeah. Figure it out, Scotty. 
Harlan, Tavares, figure it the fuck out. Because uh, Tua is – Tulia. He, yeah, little Tua. Little yeah, Tua. baby Tua. He is only 47 completions behind I the I feel like Tua's for- dad is going to hunt us down and kick our asses if we don't call him Tulua. I, I feel like we should start. Is it Talia or Tulua? Talia, I think. Talia, 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 Talia Al Ghul. I'll call him Mister Mister Tagalavoa. Yeah, he's little dude. We'll call him. If he gets forty-seven completions, he's he has the school record for completions in a single season. And I mean, the only thing bailing us out versus Maryland, honestly, is that it's not the month of September. So, right. <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> so, you know, uh, yeah, they'll put up some points, but I think we're just a better team. Like, it, if we lose this game, I think we're staring eight and four directly in the face, which would be an utter disappointment at this point. Right. But hey. Yeah. If we get to nine and one, my nine and three is is a lock. Like not like lock, you know. Uh, you know, in terms of it definitely happening. But hey, I said nine wins for the season, and look look at us, huh? Look Who would have thought? thought? Lucas Whitney. That's that's about it. There's, I guess, someone was saying. I don't think it's true. There's rumors that horse isn't with the team anymore. I doubt that. I don't think. I don't think we can put anything into it. No, yeah, we're not in the we're not in the rumors game. Yeah, someone's tr- someone's trying to spread dumb shit. I just happened to come across it. Like I just, I wish Tucker would give a little bit more info than he's sore. I think it's kind of funny. Honestly, I think it's funny. <laughs> we could see a dude tear his both his ACLs in the field, and Tucker would just go, "Yeah, a little sore this morning. Um, I think he'll be all right. You know, he might be okay. We'll see." Yeah. Someone, you know, knock on wood, please don't happen. Tucker watched Mackenzie Melton's injury happen and was like, oh, he's a little sore. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, If anyone's listening, I have an extra ticket for the Maryland game for sale right next to me in the lower section, not up, not up very high where you need a, um, you know, one of those, uh, we need an airplane to, to land down. Where they put Jordan's love, where they put Jordan Love's family. Yeah, where they put Jordan Love's family. Uh, <laughs> so message me and uh, I'll sell you my ticket. But uh, let's talk some basketball, shall we? Well, one more thing before yeah. we move on to basketball. Lucas. We'll do final thoughts. How about that? Well, I, this, so this doesn't necessarily have to do with either game, but, um, you know, I, I just have a quick thing about the CFP rankings. Uh, uh, look, so, so outside of this bit I'm about to go into, uh, this, this rant, uh, I don't give a fuck about the CFP rankings. I don't care. It is what it is. Um, you know, the committee is never consistent on anything. They're about as consistent as Gary Barta's teeth. Um, that's, that's no surprise that they did that. Uh, they, you know, they're, 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 as my friend, as my, uh, as my friends would like to say, they're a messy bitch who loves drama. You knew something fucked up was going to happen when they did the top seven instead of the top six. Uh, I just assumed it was going to be Cincinnati at seven for the memes. Uh, it wasn't. So, you know, that is what it is. Now, 
Uh, let me get into my Alex Jones character real quick. Uh, I'm going to take a sip of water. Folks, I have the documents right here. I believe true. I, this is this is my Alex Jones character talking. This isn't Spartan Dog ninety seven. This is Spartan Dog ninety seven's Alex Jones character. Uh, I'm a dude playing a dude disguised as another dude. Uh, so, uh, shout out to Tropic Thunder, severely underrated comedy from the late two thousands. Got you the TiVo. <laughs> <laughs> I, you, c- 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 complete me. <laughs> Here, here's, here's honestly, here's honestly what, what I think happened, right? And, and here's what I think is going on in the committee. Harbaugh spent the last nine days crying about Thorne's shin being down crying harder than J.D. walking out of Dr. Anderson's office. And he got the Big Ten to go, Jim, I'm sorry. The Big Ten did the thing boyfriends do when their girlfriends are crying. And they just go, I'm I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Where they just apologize to get them to shut the fuck up. And instead of, and instead of them thinking, okay, that's the end of it. Jim's going to leave us the fuck alone now. He went to the media, right? And that's all the committee needed to rank MSU, to rank Michigan ahead of MSU, right? Because they go, they're doing the math of, oh, well, that was a four-point swing and Michigan only lost by four, therefore Michigan won, right? That's the... That's the calculus that the committee is doing. They're setting the stage right now, I'm telling you. They're setting the stage to set up Michigan to go to Pasadena over Michigan State. That's what they're doing. That's what they want to do. They want to hand Harbaugh, even though he choked in the biggest game of his career and is going to be winless against against Ohio State in his career as a coach. They want to reward that khaki-wearing, crying motherfucker with a trip to Pasadena in year seven. Because he went out there and cried like his son. That's That's what's happening. That's what they're setting the stage for. Now, the good news is Michigan State still controls their own destiny, right? Do I think we're going to beat Ohio State? Probably not, right? But we have that opportunity to do, but we have that opportunity, right? Because the Michigan-Ohio State game is is meaningless, ultimately, right? All that's going to happen is Michigan's going to get spanked because Ryan Day is still pissed about Harbaugh accusing him of violating practice rules. And... Michigan ducking Ohio State last year because Harbaugh was scared that Ohio State was literally going to hang 100 on them. Don't think they forgot. They didn't forget. If they think it's never over in East Lansing, that shit's really never over in Columbus. There are guys on that team who have seen Michigan 
win one game in their conscious lives once. And they still fucking hate those guys with everything in their soul. And they're going to get spanked. Dread it, run from it, destiny still arrives. I mean, right now, Arbaugh would be better off faking COVID again. Because, and just taking the forfeit. Because they're going to be out for blood. They're going to fuck your shit up. And you know what Harbaugh's reward is? Reward is going to be for for getting his shit fucked up. If we don't take care of business against Ohio State, a trip to Pasadena. Yeah, they're going to get the Rose Bowl. Michigan. Michigan is the Democratic Party of college football, where they fall flat on their face and fail every fucking time. And all they have to do is blame Russia or whatever. And they and their supporters and the supporters fucking pat them on the back like a burping baby. <clears throat> it's bullshit. You should be pit, uh, You should be pissed off. The committee's setting the table. They're setting the table for a two-loss Alabama team to still make the playoff, and they're setting the table for Michigan to go to the Rose Bowl over MSU despite having identical records in the head-to-head victory. That's what they're doing. It's going to be just like 2011. Yeah. Gary Barda and his fucking meth teeth are going to fuck you, are going to fuck up, want to fuck us over. That's what they want. They don't want us. They don't want us in the CF. They don't want us in the New Year's Six Bowl. They want Michigan in the Rose Bowl. They want, they want Mason Blue back in Pasadena. Are you fucking kidding me? You think they're gonna let you think they're gonna let records stop them? Shit. The Rose Bowl committee only had a rule until the fucking 80s where you could only send one team once a year, so Michigan would get a turn sometimes. Hashtag raid the Rose Bowl. It's fucking, it's fucking unbelievable. And they're gonna sit there and act like they fucking deserve it. As they, like as they, they fucking, always do. Like they fucking earned it. So, you know, Spartan Dog 97 back. Who gives a fuck? Just keep winning. Alex Jones, Spartan Dog 97. The, the CFP committee wants to fuck us. They want to send us to the Outback Bowl. <clears throat> they want us to be happy that our rebuild's ahead of schedule. And they want us to take our New Year's our New Year's Day at 11 a.m. bowl and shut the fuck up. And Gary Barta and his fucking meth teeth can go fuck himself. Well said. Let's talk some hoops. Yep. I didn't watch it, so you guys go ahead. I have some observations, but... Yeah, Carter, Spartan, you guys do. You guys uh, lead the point. Well, I think that despite the final score, uh, Michigan State fans should feel pretty good about where this team could end up. Uh, I thought that they consistently got pretty good looks on offense. I thought for the most part, 
defensively, they were pretty solid. I don't think they allowed a lot of easy looks at the rim. I think they defended outside shots pretty well for the most part. Um, offensively, they missed a couple open looks, but I think that you can't complain too much because that's going to naturally happen in the flow of a basketball game. You'll miss some gimmies. Um, A.J. Hogarth, huge bright spot. Uh, that guy was getting downhill super easily. I think only three of his points came outside uh, from like two feet because he just kept driving inside uh, and scoring at the rim. He knocked down a three, which uh, was the only three he made. And uh, he made one three all of last year. So he's tied his season high. But I think the kid always had a lot of talent. Um, he wasn't really supposed to play that much last year, I don't think. Um, he was kind of forced in that point guard role because Lawyer wasn't playing well. Rocket wasn't really a natural point guard. So I think Hogard was one of the brighter spots. Bingham, here's okay. I do have a I do have one thing that I have an issue with, and that's that Bingham played only 18 minutes, even though he was incredible as David McCormack's primary defender. He was getting inside and getting looks at the basket. He was knocking down some jump shots. So Bingham is obviously our best long-term center, yet he only played 18 minutes with only one foul. I don't get that. Um, but overall, obviously the biggest thing was turnovers, and that was kind of why they ended up losing the game. That was the deciding factor. Uh, I believe they had north of 15. I don't know the exact number of turnovers, 16. but it was a lot. How many? 16. 16. That's that's too many. Um, that's unacceptable. And if it wasn't that, it would have been – I don't know if they would have won, but it definitely would have been closer than a 13-point loss. Um so I think that we should be encouraged because they just competed with a really good team. No, I, I, Carter, you, you basically said all the things I wanted to say. I mean, sorry. Uh, no, like don't apologize. It, it gets us out of here a little faster, <laughs> but no, like, I think you're right. Like, I think, I think the team played really well yesterday. Uh, I was really impressed with, with AJ Holgard. Um, I, I was super impressed with Max Christie, you know, not all of his shots fell, um, but you know, he's going to, he didn't take a bad, he didn't take a bad shot. He, he wasn't he has great again. shot selection. Yeah. He was, he looked natural, but. All his looks you know, were high percentage. Yeah. The shots, the shots will fall. I'm not, you know, but to have that kind of, to have that kind of vision and, and court IQ this early, I think is, is super promising for I'm, I watched the highlights on YouTube, like, you know, a 10 minute recap. I'm really fucking impressed with Hogard. I like him a lot. And this is a clear case of when he gets a full off season, like a, a full legit off season with Izzo and the team, what he can do. And, you know, I think Tyson Walker is going to come into his own. I mean, I, I don't think we should be really alarmed unless it's like January and we're in the thick of big 10 playing, he's still doing this type of output, then we should be very alarmed. But um, if Christy Walker and Hogard can hold down the top of the, you know, the court and Bingham can do his thing down low, I think we're going to be all right. I'm a little concerned with Hauser's defense still. I, I don't like it. Yeah. Uh, uh, so uh... Like I, I think I think this is more apt for a compliment sandwich. So some of the things I'm concerned with big picture, um, you know, 
I guess the medium pitcher thing I'm concerned with is Tyson Walker. Uh, you know, he kind of, I, I felt like he kind of shrunk yesterday in the moment. Like he wasn't, he wasn't ready. Uh, but ultimately that's why Izzo plays these games, right? It's a, it's a out of the frying pan into the fire kind of thing. So ultimately that's going to make him stronger. But I think of the turnovers yesterday, his were some of the more egregious ones. Uh, just, just bad, lazy passing. Uh, you know, he, you can tell, you can tell he's still, he's still trying to acclimate to the, to the high major level of basketball coming from the CAA where, you know, maybe he can get away with some of those passes. You know, they're not closing quite as fast or they're not recognizing it. Um, the way Kansas or other power five schools are. <coughs> And, you know, uh, turnovers, I mean, have been an issue for Michigan State for like half a decade now. Uh, you know, so as long as, as long as we keep the turnovers to under 10, we'll be fine. Um, and, and ultimately, yeah, like you said, Carter, I think this team has a lot of promise. Like I'm not going to – I'm not booking my hotel in New Orleans, but, you know, I think – you know, I think they're going to be a fun team to watch this year, and I think I think they're I think the ceiling's pretty high. You know, I I don't think you know if they reach it, I think is going to be up to whether or not Walker can acclimate, or if Izzo can can make can make tougher decisions down the stretch than than he's kind of had to make. Was uh, Julius Marble? Um, I've been a guy who's been a bit down on Julius Marble before. You know, I, I never thought he had much of an offensive game. I mean, I was I really impressed. I think, I think if you just rotate Bingham and Marble and you only use Sissoko when one of them's in foul trouble, I think that's, that's perfectly serviceable at the five spot, honestly. Yeah. I mean, he, he looked pretty good yesterday. I mean, he was, there was one moment, I think he just got a step on somebody and got around him for a layup. And that's impressive for a guy of his size. Um, Defensively, I think he still committed a couple fouls, but he knows how to use his body in the post, I think, because he drew a couple fouls too. Um, and I think that's something that year three of him is going to be something somewhat impressive. And I mean, if Bingham is struggling, then you can go to him and he can be reliable for you. And if you get that, that's a huge positive. The thing about yesterday was the, the interesting thing was it wasn't the, the expected names that were playing the best for Michigan State. It was Marple. It was A.J. Hogarth. It wasn't Malik Hall. He didn't play well at all. I mean, I, I saw a lot of people were really disappointed with how he played. And I, I think that just the fact that at best he was unimpactful was yeah, a bit I mean, concerning. I mean, Malik Hall could have not played a minute, and I don't think I don't think the outcome of the game would have changed at all, which is not what you want from, from someone in a leadership position. Yeah. I want to see Gabe Brown be more assertive with the ball too. He took a couple shots towards the end and was getting inside that one block he had that they called a foul was fucking awesome. It Incredible. was too cool. It was too cool to not call a foul on him. I mean, that's, that's ultimately what it was. I mean, it was like, it was like, it was like when uh, it's like when the IOC like outlaws moves that Simone Biles does. So no one else tries to do it and like fucking kills themselves. <laughs> It's like we can't have anyone else try to do that. We have to call a foul. <laughs> that is accurate. But I think that 
last year was a weird year, and I don't think you can really use it to uh, indicate what this team is going to be. I think that no, you I mean, have look to at kind MSU of watch football. Yeah, exactly. And I think that – I mean, I know that there's, like, the biggest heavy hitters of the Big Ten, like Michigan, Purdue, Illinois, are all going to be really tough. I mean, I know Ohio State just struggled with Akron yesterday, but they're also going to be really good. I mean, I'm not sure we have – a lot of guys we could throw at EJ Liddell, but I think that this team is going to surprise some people, but then also at the same time, not because, you know, the surprise would be this, that surprise would be, Oh, Michigan state basketball is good. And that doesn't surprise anyone, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't think I've ever been so positive after a loss just because of the fact that last year was terrible and they just competed really well with the number three team and their best players didn't play incredibly well. Yeah, no, I agree. I, you know, I didn't, I wasn't emotionally invested um, yesterday. And I, I was, I was, I think I would describe it as a pleasant surprise. Uh, You know, it, a loss is a loss, whatever, but you know, though, you know, the losses in November don't matter as much in February. So, uh, you know, they, yeah. They're, they're pretty, they looked pretty good yesterday and there, you know, there's no deficiencies. There's no major deficiencies on this team that can't be fixed. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a a really, really high quality tune-up game. You know, I will say in uh, Joey Hauser's defense, I haven't been one to defend Joey Hauser and Joey Hauser hasn't been one to defend either. Um, I will say in his defense, I do think that the looks that he was missing yesterday, he will eventually start to knock down as he gets, you know, more into a rhythm. Um, he was just clanking them like way off the backboard or like off yeah. the back of the iron yesterday. And he was just missing those, those really good looks that Hogarth and Walker were setting up for him. Um, and I think eventually those are going to start to fall. Carter, I, I wanted to ask you this as someone who, who is quote unquote a ball knower. A little more than me and Lucas, like the, 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 the year Hauser had to sit out the 1920 year. Like, do you think that's been a major detriment to his kind of, to his kind of development? I think it was, I don't think like, why is Joey having these kinds of setbacks and not Sam? Yeah. Right. I believe Hauser was injured at one point. Wasn't he? I feel like I, I, yeah, I think he, he was his, kind of banged up. I think he's ankle or something. Ankle or foot. Yeah, and so and those are so, those are tough to come back from, especially shooters when kind of your main thing is you need to get your feet set. So getting back into that rhythm physically and mentally is kind of tough. Um, I think now that he's had a full year of being healthy, that's going to be big for him. Um, but I do think that he's kind of had to rework his jump shot a little bit. And it, it definitely is disappointing, you know, for what we heard Izzo say about him last year. You know, he, he talked about Izzo or Hauser being one of the, the best, best passers. passers since magic. Yeah, that's, that's, Izzo always has those strange comparisons in the preseason. And that's one of them that, that is a head scratcher. Um, yeah, we, we thought he was going to come in and be this do-it-all guy, and he was that at first, and then he started to kind of tail off as Big Ten season started. I think that now with the full off season of getting those those misses and getting back into a rhythm is going to be 
really beneficial for him. Um, I would like to see him used in a couple different ways. I mean, I know he likes to try to put the ball on the floor and get to the basket. I don't really think that's one of his strengths. I think if you hit him with pick and pop threes or, or off screens, you know, I think that's kind of the best way to use him. Those catch and shoot situations. I don't think you put the ball in his hands and make him get his own bucket. I don't know if he's really a shot creator. You know, we have enough facilitators on this team that they can set shots up for. And I think that's where he could be a much more efficient player. Yeah. There's no fixing the defense, though. He has slow feet, and he commits a lot of fouls, and he's just not very athletic. So you'll have to hide him on defense in some way. Right. I just, you know, I I just hope, you know, it, it's just I it's just a matter. I think this team is just a matter of of you know just gelling. And I think once I think once we're able to kind of spend some time in Breslin and kind of get these tune up regular season games out of the way, uh I think we'll be in pretty good shape, you know, top of the conference. I don't know. It's pretty stacked this year between Purdue and Illinois and probably and top half. In, I mean, that's where we're projected to finish. I mean, we're projected to finish like right on the, the line of top half six. Uh, you know, I think whether or not we, I think whether or not we finish higher than that is going to come down to the coaching staff. You know? Yeah. Um, I mean, I Izzo's, done, Izzo's done a lot more with a lot less, but, you know, I, I think we'll see. Um, it's going to come down to how he brings along Tyson Walker and how, and if he's just, and if he can just start trusting Marcus Bingham, it'd probably help if he stopped shooting fucking threes. Um, yeah, Bingham's not a very good shooter. I know he came in as a good shooter, but he it, put on too much muscle. He doesn't know how. To, it's like, uh, it's like in superhero movies, like when when they first get their powers, they don't know how to control it. Like, uh, like he's just Spider Man, fucking webbing his whole room up. I was just gonna say he's <laughs> Spider Man. He's. <clears throat> Thanks for the trailer, Lucas. <laughs> one of the guys, one of the insiders I follow on Twitter just did an incoming tweet. So I'm kind of curious to see if we're getting something. A comic, so, a comic book insider or a sports insider? A movie insider, Justin Kroll. Always a good source. Ken Jack and, and Jeff and LCB follow him. Oh, oh, God damn it. Never mind. It was some stupid ass fucking art house news. <laughs> But hey, next podcast, I'm going to make a prediction that next Friday, November 19th, we're going to get the trailer. By then, it's going to happen because it's coming with Ghostbusters. So stand back and stand by. Okay, Lucas. we'll, We'll have to come up with a different punishment. If it's not here by the 19th, I'm going to be fucking stunned. Cause maybe we'll, maybe we'll make you do a book report on a Scott Bell newsletter. Oh, <laughs> that'd be great material. <laughs> I like, like that. Like I legit trailer, have to read it. Yeah. If we don't, if we don't get a trailer by, uh, by the end of the football season, you have to do, you have to do a book report of a Scott Bellamy's letter. I feel pretty confident, so I'm going to say yes. I will agree to that. If we don't get one by November 27th, 2021, I'll write a Scott Bell book report. <laughs> <laughs> okay, perfect. Um, by the way, I'm watching the Michigan game, and the new Big Ten score ticker is really fucking huge. It's awful. It's, it's the, Fox, the Fox Sports score ticker is fucking bad. 
Why do they keep fucking, you know, this is going to sound. This is they gonna change it real, every year. This is going to be real old man yells at cloud thing for me. But <laughs> like they had it so, per- they've had it so perfect for so long. It was the perfect mix. <clears throat> Jesus Christ. It was the perfect mix of, of like, of being big enough to be visible, but not getting in the way. And now they're doing all this shit where it's like smaller and taller and bigger. And it's like, just fucking go back to the way it was. Like, it's fine. Yeah. Like, this is just huge. It's got the logos, a ton of space. It's a fucking scoreboard, man. I don't need that much fucking Exactly. That's what it is. Cares bottom text. Um, but yeah, I think Michigan's gonna be pretty good, but they're they're kind of in a dog fight right now, so we'll see. Um any other thoughts on the week? Because we play Western on Friday night. We'll win that by 40. Yeah, I think we're gonna fucking boat race them. That's on BTN plus, right? Or that's my ESPN says just regular BTN, but I saw it. I saw the MSU basketball say. What did what did, what did Puaga say? I hope it's not BTN plus. I'm pretty I'm sure. I'm pretty sure it's BTN plus. Neither am I. Uh, <laughs> going on crack streams to watch Michigan State versus Western Michigan basketball. <laughs> yeah, like I I go there for red zone <laughs> and go there yeah. for a fucking basketball. Have to deal. Have to deal with fucking. Uh, <laughs> Uh, have to deal with fucking slot 711.ca yeah. fucking in the yellow bars going up and down the screen. Um, yeah, so I'll just watch some guy broadcasting it on Twitch. You can watch <laughs> Green Room, you can watch Ant's Green Room 15 minutes. Green Room 15 minutes. Um, okay, I think I think I'm good. I mean, I don't know about you guys if you're good. Yeah, I'm, I'm set. Um, oh, I'm trying. Congratulations, to... Carter! You're the only person on this program whose pro team won this past weekend. So they tried to lose, tried really hard, but they got Boy, it done. Um, you know what? We had a. I didn't have to watch yeah. them, so I I didn't have to watch. I didn't feel um, obligated to watch. When when you so see that, I yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No, like the the lines have given me the lines give, give me a great gift every year. It's the bye week where, where I just no, I mean yeah, the bye week, but also like they're so terrible so early in the season that I can just tap out, <sighs> and like yeah. no one gives me shit for it. Yeah, I mean because I can, to be uh, honest, to be honest, like I'm not a big NFL guy. So, like, like I'm about to walk out of this pot. I'm about to walk out of this recording and go watch some action. So, yeah, I mean, when you're when you watch your quarterback throw two interceptions in 26 seconds of game time, it uh, it made me. I turned the TV off after that. Um, I don't know what the I don't know what the fuck Stafford was thinking Sunday night. That was very, very upsetting. And vintage, vintage. I can you got see some, the smile, you, you fucker. I can see it. You coming. got some. You got some vintage Stafford on yeah, Sunday I'm like, night. I'm ahead. I'm like, this is the motherfucker I just shat all over for years with my father-in-law, and he, <laughs> like, God damn it, dude! You, 
like now they're gonna go seven and ten, seven and ten. Is it Rams seven and ten. Soon. Yep, Rams seven and ten. Soon come. Talk soon. Talk soon. Um. So I think that does it. Um, oh, I of- have, I have, I have breaking news. Yeah. Uh, uh, guess what uniforms they're wearing Saturday? This is confirmed no. by sources. Yes, sir. Do you have? Legit <laughs> I've been sources? coughing. My voice hurts. I have legit sources. Neon! Oh, we got the neons back. Neons. (laughs) It's been a real time coming. For real, casual neon lawyers. Thy holy, thy holy neons are descending from the heavens, and they are coming to strike vengeance upon all you neon hating pagans. The well, haters and losers, of which there are many, will cower in disappointment and fear and feces <clears throat> as the holy neons. Well, I mean, we did come at you in them last year with 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 intense veracity. <laughs> attack the ne- attack the mo- uh, the enthusiasm for neons with uh, oh, I fucked it up. It was that Harbaugh quote. Attack the neons with an enthusiasm unknown to mankind. And if you don't do that, just complain to the refs until they tell you you're right. (laughs) Um, Which is basically what I've done all season with the neons. But the neons are happening. They're happening. Stay tuned. Tomorrow at 12. Fuck you. I won. I won. Anyone who says the neons are ugly, fuck you. I won. I won. (laughs) Fuck you. I won. I won. Okay, you won. We're gonna. They said the neons weren't gonna be worn anymore. MSU uniform tracker. Fuck you. I won. Uh, Average neon enjoyer. Uh, (laughs) Average neon enjoyer. I don't mind them. I think of the Illinois game, but I also remember we beat Northwestern in them. So. Fuck yeah, we did. Yeah. All right. We'll see. We'll see the neons tomorrow. Hopefully, they're retired for good. Uh, Anyways. for thanks for coming on with us, fellas. Go green. Go white. Go white. Go neon. Go, Go neons. <laughs> <laughs>